First Saints Community Church Daily Podcast for Advent 2019. My name is Chris Owens. I'm lead pastor of First Saints Community Church, and today is day 15, which I'm calling When God Flips the Script. And I'll be reading from Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 46b. And by the way, if you ever see a letter like that, that means like B would be the second part of the verse, through verse 55. And it's Mary, the, the mother of Jesus. And here's what she says. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has bought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Beautiful passage. So let's talk about Mary for a minute. Um, you know, we Protestants, we've kind of struggled with how to relate to Mary, the mother of Jesus. And a lot of our struggle, we just have to admit it, comes from kind of our knee-jerk reaction to our Roman Catholic and Eastern Orthodox brothers and sisters and how much they they venerate Mary, how much Mary is such a central focal point. And we've often confused that is as looking like like worship and even idolatry. By the way, that's not. Um, veneration means something different, but uh, we won't talk about that right now. But um, the early church, however, from the almost very beginning, began to call Mary, this is a Greek word, theotokos, which means um, the bearer or the mother of God, the mother of God, which she certainly was. And with a parenting role like that, how could we not pay her extra homage and respect? And that led then to um, a whole spirituality of, of venerating Mary and then a whole assortment of doctrines about Mary's personhood. And yeah, while we don't venerate Mary or pray to her, um, we don't share a lot of the same doctrines as our other Christian brothers and sisters, we, we certainly can, and I think we should, deeply respect and emulate and love Mary because of her submission to God and her vision and her character. Mary was there, always there with Jesus from the moment of his conception all the way to his death on the cross, uh, right there at the foot of the cross. And even on the day of Pentecost, she was there, she and the disciples, when they received the promised Holy Spirit. And this time of year, we also lift up one of the most beautiful pieces of Scripture, I think, in the Bible, spoken by Mary, it's traditionally called the Magnificat, and it's been set to music many, many times. And uh, because of its great, I mean, just early, literally earth-shaking vision of the Magnificat. So it, it makes it perfect for Advent and for Christmas, too. And we usually read it on this, on this third Sunday of Advent. And in the Magnificat, Mary has the vision to see that God has already flipped the script on human history. 
Um, history, we know, has just been replete. It's been the same story really over and over again of the powerful oppressing the weak and the rich robbing the poor and the proud outshouting the humble. And most of the time we read this in the history books and we kind of accept it as, yeah, that's just the way it is. And, you know, glibly reminding ourselves that, that history just merely repeats itself, except Mary has the vision to see that growing within her within her womb is God's game changer for all of human history and that this embryo growing within her will be the one who upsets all the balances and reverses all the expectations and and leads us towards a holy vision that is as, as ancient as Abraham and Sarah as 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 Mary said in the Magnificat now here's where Mary's rejoicing comes from and this is to me, the hard part of the Magnificat, Mary clearly believes that this great vision of what I've described here has already happened. It's a done deal because she keeps talking as in the in the in the um, tense of the Lord has done all these things. The Lord has already done it. Now, you can dismiss that as kind of Pollyannish or you can embrace it as a daring clear vision that's defining what is really true and possible and lasting. So Mary, I think, invites us to see the world, to see history, and to see people with a different set of lenses than we're used to. And if we, if we use and accept the lenses of Mary's Magnificat, of then, then we can see the God is flipping the script all over the place, you know? God really is raising up the humble and bringing down the proud. God really is feeding the hungry and sending the rich away. And God is flipping the script all over the place. And we can see it when we really do trust that Mary knows what she's talking about. And then we can rejoice. We can rejoice. The closer we get to Christ coming again, the we're going to see even more of this grand reversal of all power into goodness and godliness and justice. Even as the demonic powers of this world rage and fume even more in some last desperate stand against God and against God's people, we, we know who's going to win. We know who the real victor is. So from Mary's womb all the way to the right hand of God the Father, he is coming, Jesus, coming very, very soon. And the question is, can you feel that joy? Can you allow that joy to reshape how you see everything? That's the gift of the Magnificat. All right, I hope that's an encouragement and a challenge to you. God bless you, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.